Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast live if you're joining me on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash forward slash the Miller Report Rules. Um, I'm always going to stumble over my words a little bit when I stream because I don't trust streaming. Sometimes streaming, oh look at that, it did work. And it worked on time as well. That was nice, wasn't it? Anyway, welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. We do this once a week. Well, with just me. We do it twice a week with patrons. And that's how I wanted to start this week's episode with a cheap plug. All of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. And if everybody listening could go through a dollar in the pot, you make all this stuff much easier. The reason I'm giving it an extra, excuse me, the reason I'm giving it an extra pimp this week right at the start of the podcast is because I want to try and culvenate, culvenate, can't talk, culvenate an audience there so I can do more stuff like this, more streams, more podcasts, more videos, more everything. At the moment, I've still got to balance things a little bit. So I thought, you know what? I'd do a shameless plug. Uh, there's a link in the description below. If you're watching on YouTube, there'll be one in the podcast. If you listen on iTunes, Google, music, whatever. Uh, yeah, just uh, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's right. Had to think about it. Anyway, what a week it has been in the world of pro wrestling, right? What a joy. What a lovely time uh, for everybody. Look, we're recording this on the Thursday, which means we're a day, 24 hours away from uh, Crown Jewel going ahead. It is going ahead. Uh, you know, they're there now. I watched a clip about an hour ago of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler on a, on a podcast in Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's difficult to talk about in one sense because so I'm just moving my notes where I can place I can see them. It's one, you know, it's difficult to talk about in one sense because they shouldn't, you know, they, they given all the controversy and the politics and everything else that went along before the recent fallout, it is tough to talk about. I know a lot of people are saying, maybe I shouldn't, the royal eye, maybe, uh, maybe I shouldn't watch it, maybe I shouldn't do this. I think everyone should do whatever it is they want to do. You may have your own reasons, Maybe one of your reasons is you just don't care, and when you watch wrestling, you want to forget about the wider world. And if that's true, that's not how I feel, but all respect in the world to you. Uh, but yeah, just as a start, because uh, we are going to talk about Crown Jewel, obviously, with it being tomorrow, I am going to do an ups and downs for it for what culture. I believe that's my job. I believe a lot of people like to watch ups and downs, so they don't have to, you know, that's the whole point, right? I watch wrestling, so you don't have to. So I will be doing it. If people think that's wrong, well, I've decided I'm going to do it, because <laughs> I feel that's where I feel... Uh, again, the way I look at it is like this, and this is different from an entertainment point of view, but if I'm going to do ups and downs for a nice easy show, let's say Hell in a Cell, nice easy, nothing really going on, I should absolutely do it for the more difficult, more controversial shows and make sure I talk about it too. If my job is to talk about wrestling, I don't think I should not just talk about it because of this. Same time, completely understand people not watching it. If I... If I was watching it just from a fan point of view and it didn't tie into my job, no, I probably wouldn't watch it. And that's the truth. Anyway, let's go through all the other things. So, yes, John Cena has pulled out of Crown Jewel. We don't know why specifically, but I think you have to assume it's because he's got a burgeoning career in movies, and that looks terrible from a PR standpoint, given how big the story was. Um, I'm sure he had loads of people in his ears just saying, don't do this. 
<laughs> it's a really bad idea. I just remembered for the people watching on YouTube. Sorry for the people listening audio. Um, yeah, I, I, I did have a whole new setup for this podcast, which I will make sure I implement next week. That's why at the moment, if you're watching on YouTube, it's just a mess. My messy house behind me. Next week, we're going to have a whole setup. going to use a different thing, but I hadn't set the mic up, blah, blah, blah. And I understand audio quality is probably more important than visual quality for this. So I thought I'd use my old setup anyway. Yes, John Cena's not going again, probably because he told... Yeah, because John Cena will leave the WWE eventually. Of course he will. I'm sure he'll be an ambassador for as long as they'll have him there. But he can't do. You can't be a wrestler forever. And if he looks at his future and decides, well, I need to, you know, I, I got to do what's right for me. Then yeah, what's right for him right now? Well, I mean, morally, taking the moral argument out of it, which is the most important, but taking that out of it, from a business point of view, it would be crazy for him to go. And given that he has the power to speak up, I think it's good that he did. I think it's quite empowering, uh, all things considered. And ties into his whole hustle, loyalty, respect uh, respect thing too. And obviously Daniel Bryan is not going, as we saw on SmackDown. He lost clean. He tapped out to AJ Styles' calf crusher on, on SmackDown. Now, there's loads of rumors going around about this. Uh, there was, there's something going around today that apparently he'd already told WWE he wouldn't be going back to Saudi Arabia after the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, didn't agree with the, the country's politics on, or stance, I should say, on homosexuals. The fact that Sami Zayn wasn't allowed in the country. I think we can all understand why Daniel Bryan wouldn't want to do this. And again, what a good guy. Uh, what a good guy he is. But it seems like... I think I read this on Squared Circles. So I'm sorry if I'm stealing uh, stealing somebody else's uh, thunder here. But they can, somebody compared it to when Rob Van Dam said to Vince McMahon, look, I don't want to go to tribute to the troops. And he was like, oh, you'll go eventually. And then when push came to stuff, RVD said, no, I'm not going to go. It sounds like that was kind of the same thing with Daniel Bryan here, if all this is true. So, you know, after the Greatest Royal Rumble, he said, look, I don't want to go. Even apparently said at Super Showdown, let me lose to The Miz so he can go on to that. And I think maybe as like a carrot on a stick... WWE said hello and we'll let Daniel Bryan win and he'll be in the main event. Uh, he'll be in one of the main events at, at Crown Jewel. So it doesn't sound like it's, I'm sure what's happened recently has sort of made him double down on that fact. But it sounds like Daniel Bryan made his mind up you know, six months ago, whatever it was. Which again, just goes to show what a good guy Daniel Bryan is. Then it came out that Renee Young was going to be on commentary. And that's when, and, there, and then one other thing as well that we'll talk about. But that's when I was just like, this is just getting messier and messier. Um... Don't get me wrong. It's it's great that Renee Young's going to be on commentary, but when you take everything else in a big bundle, it's just a mess. I mean, I don't even know how to say this without saying bad, but we shouldn't be, because we should and we shouldn't. My point is we shouldn't be overly celebrating the fact that Renee Young is on commentary, because of course she should be allowed to be on commentary. She's not an alien. She's not, she's not a threat. She's not a criminal. She's a lady. She's just let her go on commentary. That's my point, right? That's why... It just it all gets it all gets wrapped up in a big ball of just madness, um, but what can you do? What can you do? Right, it's going ahead, and it's up to each individual out there to decide what they want to do. The most controversial thing I think that happened this week, because um, obviously they announced they were going last week, so we're talking about the last seven days, is Hulk Hogan is the host for the show, and that may be the point for me where I was like, man, this is. Look, cause I, I made a video for What Culture about this a long time ago. And for someone in the comments, I missed your name. I think it was David. Uh, yes, What Culture predictions uh, for Crown Jewel be up today, I think. Um, you can check it out there. I'll do a quick rundown as well in a minute. But for my proper in-depth ones, make sure you head over to What Culture. Um, yeah, Hulk Hogan being the host of that show. 
Like, like I said, I made a Y video for, for what culture this bit a while ago. I just don't want to see him back in the WWE. I just don't. Again, everyone's allowed their opinion. I'm not shitting on anybody else's opinion. Whatever you believe, you believe. Um, but personally, I get nothing from seeing Hulk Hogan back on my television after everything that went down. Now, that's not my decision to make. That's just an opinion. That's just how I feel in my gut. That's the noise that comes out of there. But it is bizarre to me that everybody else on the planet is either staying quiet about it or a few people have cropped up here and there. But Hulk Hogan can't wait to go. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is psyched. I don't know. Who am I to criticize anything Hulk Hogan does? But that's just how I feel about it. I don't... I think that that was kind of the the real tipping point for me. If it wasn't bad enough, let's get Hulk Hogan to, to co-host the show. So there you go. That's what we've got. That's the lineup that's happening in what, around about 24 hours time or 26 hours time, I believe. I think it's 4 p.m. over here in the UK. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just one of those crazy situations that I I do believe once this week is out the way, the controversy will quieten down quite quickly. That just seems to be what happens with those things. There may be a knock-on effect. Maybe some fans won't come back. Maybe network numbers will go down. But I imagine it all balances itself out. Such is the way with these things, for good or bad. That always seems to be what happens. But yeah, that's that. That's that. It's um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going ahead. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let, let's do the card. I haven't got it written down, but I think I know off the top of my head. Because basically, the whole show is the World Cup, right? That's going to be three quarters of the show. The first round matches are... If I can't remember, i just got to look it up. But the first round matches are Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. Uh, the Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. And Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. There you go. Look, I'm a good wrestling fan. I understand. Uh, shout out to Dally Pool saying you're so fake. Thanks, Dally Pool. Appreciate that. Always like someone that comes in to join a stream just to be negative. <laughs> uh, dear, let's do a positive one as well. Though. Charlotte, I like the live streaming. Thank you, Charlotte. And Jason just says, hey, Simon. Hey, Jason. Uh, I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we don't need to go through match by match. And so, Well, I guess we could try and predict the final. I mean, in my head... I can see a Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle final. Uh, you know, it harks back to that match they had in, what, 2002? The one that went less than 10 minutes and everyone raves about it being the best 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes match ever. I don't know, you know, it's not Kurt Angle's fault. It's father time. You can't fight it. Well, it's kind of weird. They're kind of like the antithesis of one another. Rey Mysterio has almost, not really, but almost looked better than ever uh, since he's come back to SmackDown. And if you saw anything of his indies, even All In, he was really good. Whereas Kurt Angle is not the competitor he once was. Again, you can't help that. Imagine, think of the amount of injuries and, you know, struggles he's been through throughout his life. So it would be interesting to see that match again because it would I think it's about 16 years ago I'll say 16 years I don't know that specifically and I think out of all the pairings we've got that's the one I'll find most interesting but the thing is I can kind of see maybe Ray wins actually I thought Kurt Angle may win but now I'm talking about I think I've made a huge mistake there maybe Ray wins the only reason I thought Kurt Angle was you know, they built up those vignettes so strong on Raw. He was like, this is the most important thing in my life. It seems then strange for him to lose. But I didn't think about this. Baron Corbin could come up. But then Baron Corbin is costing Raw the World Cup. I don't know. But he's got a few with Baron Corbin at some point. And given what Shane McMahon said on SmackDown, that he said, if you, you know, whoever gets to the final, if you lose to Raw Star, you're getting fired. You're not going to fire Rey Mysterio three weeks after he joins. You wouldn't fire Randy Orton. I can see the Miz getting fired, but I don't think he'll get to the final. And you wouldn't fire Jeff Hardy. That wouldn't tie into Shane McMahon's character. So yeah, now I thought about it. I'm changing my predictions for my What Culture video that you'll see. I think it will be Randy, Randy Orton. I think it'll be Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio will win. I can see that, and it makes sense. He's just come back. You want all the momentum in the world. He looks great. Goes into another feud. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. There you go. 
there you go, I've done it. I've come up with that. That's my decision. And again, that's, uh, you know, one, two, it's like three, four, six matches, seven matches total, whatever it is. So that's going to be a lot of the card. We also have an intercontinental. No, we don't. We don't have an intercontinental title match. Uh, Dean Ambrose. I assume Dean Ambrose will screw Seth Rollins out of the out of it as well because he's going to be over there. We have a SmackDown tag team title match, which is the Bar versus the New Day. I think it will open the show. I think it will basically fill in the same way it did at Super Showdown. It'll be a really good match because they're all really good wrestlers. It will warm you into the event, but really, we've seen it. We've seen it so many times. I don't think it's going to blow the roof off. But maybe nor does it need to. It'd just be a good a good opener to get people warmed up. I imagine the bar retain their titles because even though WWE do throw it around the place, there's no there's no need. There's absolutely no need to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not overly fussed. I think this could be like Super Showdown in the sense that when we're done, we're like, well, it was okay, but it didn't really have a huge impact on, on anything. Then... What is next on that? Well, I guess the two world title matches. I think that's it, right? Two world title matches and then DX. I don't see Samoa Joe beating AJ Styles at all. I, I cannot, for the life of me, seeing that happening. Um, I'm just going to wipe my camera a sec because I think it's got crap all over it. My stream looks all blurry. That could just be YouTube. As I'm learning, I've done more streaming recently. If you go on my YouTube channel, my homepage, you'll see loads of streams I do. As I found out, YouTube quality streaming is just not that good, but I do what I can. Yeah, I, I don't see Samoa Joe coming in and just beating AJ Styles for the title, especially because either now or very soon to be, AJ Styles goes 365 days with the title. I don't believe you change it in Saudi Arabia. Samoa Joe can just come in. I mean, in my mind, I'd like this to somehow work out to be Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles on a title program, but I don't believe that's actually going to happen because um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know if Daniel Bryan's going to get any knock-on effect from this, any punishment. I don't see why he should. Uh, I quite... You know, I, I don't know. I mean, all the rumors about Vince McMahon over the years have been that if you stand up to him, he actually quite respects it. So maybe if there are no plans, it's the same reason there were no plans for him before because that's just not what WWE does with Daniel Bryan. Uh, so I'll say Samoa Joe loses, AJ Styles wins. I, to be honest, I just don't want any stupid finishes this time. Even if Samoa Joe's got to lose again, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm there now. I've accepted it. So we can just, AJ Styles win. Looks like a great champion. They'll have a good match. They're really good together. Uh, and I kind of feel the same... With the the universal title match as well, you know everything around that has sucked anyway, and it's been a right it's been a right horrible situation. So I would I'll just give it to Braun Strowman, you know, give it to Braun Strowman. Maybe Drew McIntyre can come down and get involved. I like the idea of Drew McIntyre attacking Brock Lesnar. Um, I know probably Brock wouldn't agree to do that because he won't get his revenge. But you know, fantasy booking land. I like the idea of Drew McIntyre smashing Brock Lesnar so he gets a way out, doesn't lose clean. Uh, and to say, look, the reason I did that is Braun, I want to take the title from you. They confuted that at some point when Lesnar does come back in six, eight, 12 months, whatever it could be potentially, he can feud with Drew McIntyre. They're just feuds I want to see. And I like to plant these seeds, as we know. I like stories. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm happy for I'm happy for Braun Strowman. Or he can win clean. I just think give it to Braun. They just do it. He was always going to win it at some point anyway. The, 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 this is how the stars have aligned, for better or worse. Let's just do it. Let's just pull the trigger. And then let's segue into a few with Drew McIntyre. I want to see what Drew can do. I think Drew's been doing great. I just don't think we need to overthink it, especially because it's not the main event. The main event is clearly going to be DX versus uh, the Brothers of Destruction. I mean, absolutely that's going to be the the main event. So, so yeah, Braun wins that. And then, yeah, with the DX one, I've only got one scenario. And again, I go into this much more detailed on my What Culture video that we have today. So please do go watch that. Keep an eye on their channel. Uh, their channel, our channel. We're all together. Um, well, I, I, Undertaker, Tombstone, Sean. Undertaker wins. 
comes out, calls out Shawn Michaels. They have a match at WrestleMania 35. And if Shawn Michaels wins, Undertaker will retire forever. Shawn Michaels wins, Undertaker retires forever. And then they both kind of retired each other. Now, again, that is, again, mad, mad, mad fantasy booking. But I just don't see what else we can do. I mean, technically, DX won at Super Showdown. So you have to imagine that Kane and Undertaker win here. But that's to be some knockout, some fall off. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Let me know in the comments what you think. Um... I just don't care. I think that's the big thing we should talk about. Why don't I care? Sure, Michael's coming back is a big deal. DX are a big deal. Untaker and Kane are a big deal. But I'm like, meh. <laughs> if they took this match off the show tomorrow, I'd, I'd just shrug my shoulders. Maybe it's because of all the controversy and everything else, the context around the event. That kind of chips away at it too. But I don't know. I don't know. There's something about this that doesn't feel as exciting as it should, and I can't place my finger on it. Uh, huge shout-out to Michael in the, in the uh, Super Chat. Always appreciate that. It means the world to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. And obviously, any Super Chat comments 100% get read out. It's just the nature of the beast. Uh, hey, Simon, I was willing to forgive Hogan. What he said was horrible, and hopefully he's learned from it. But we have to let people make amends for their mistakes. Still love hearing your insights. You know what, dude? I agree with you. I do. Like, I live my whole life based on that kind of philosophy. So maybe I am being a bit of a hypocrite, but my, my instinct and my gut reaction, maybe it's because, and I, look, I shouldn't say stuff like this because it's not aimed at me. It has nothing to do with me. I am just a critic making a critical point. Maybe I don't believe his apology. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I need to sit down and think about this for a while. But you're right, Michael. You're 100% right. You should forgive and you forget as long as people realize they've made a mistake and they want to do better. Can't argue with that. I absolutely cannot argue with that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's no comeback. I don't know what it is. Something about it. Maybe it's just because it's, again, maybe this is the problem with everything. Because it ties into the Saudi Arabia show. Everything just feels like it's got this negative spin on it. But hey-ho, we'll get through this week and we can go back to, to business as usual. Or maybe we won't. Maybe some people will you know, hold it against WWE. And I, I don't think you can blame anybody for that. But I also don't think you should blame anyone that just wants to carry on enjoying wrestling for entertainment. I really don't. I understand political inklings are difficult but a lot of people do just watch wrestling for entertainment and i don't want to take that away from anyone hopefully i've made it all clear uh, uh how i feel right let's move on from wwe evolution evolution no let's move on to wwe evolution i should say because i thought again please do watch my ups and downs on what culture for it i thought it was a really good show and i was actually quite upset i was interesting observer radio earlier and they said that apparently it didn't do that well in terms of compared to a normal pay-per-view, in terms of network numbers and whatnot. And I think that was really sad because I think it's one of the most fun pay-per-views of the year. Like Becky versus Charlotte, really good. You know, could have fit on any pay-per-view, any big event like that, and would have absolutely smashed it. The Battle Royal was well-booked, entertaining. I enjoyed how uh, into the, the Trish, uh, Trish Stratus-Lita... Uh, who the hell were they facing? Alicia Fox and Mickey James. Match of the crowd loved it, so that made me love it more. You know, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella ticked the boxes. You know, I, I actually think I would have preferred Becky and Charlotte the main event, but I get it. I know how WWE works. You know, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai was good. Shayna Baszler is great. She's coming on loads. I like Kyrie Sane. She acts like a pirate. I mean, how can you not like that? So there was just, I, I know I've missed some stuff out there as well, but there's just so many good, just so many good bits to it. I just thought it felt fun. I'm not saying it felt like a female version of All In, but it had a similar inkling to it to me, where I was like, this is just entertaining and a joy and that I'm, and I'm all right with that so yeah I thought evolution was a really really good show probably my favorite WWE pay-per-view of the not my favorite but top five pay-per-views of the year 
Um, I'm, I'm saying that. That's, hy- that's hyperbole. I need to go. I need to actually go into that and, and figure out if I mean that. Maybe I don't. But either way, yeah, really, really good show. I'm intrigued to see if they do another one. I don't know how... I mean, again, the problem is that was on Sunday and here we are five days later having the same debate. I also did think that the fallout on Raw and SmackDown was a bit weird. You know, we had a big... Was it a 10-man tag match on Raw and then we had a Becky promo on SmackDown? But other than that, the fallout from it felt very lackluster to me. I would have liked to have seen something a bit different or a bit more... Yeah, I don't know. The, the, it was just like, oh, this is this big event and then two days later, yeah, we're not talking about it anymore. So that was odd. But I guess we'll wait and see. It's, it certainly seems like we're getting women's tag team titles very soon, which explains why a lot of women are all of a sudden randomly teaming together, why Trish, Satis, and Lita are apparently hanging around, why Sasha Banks and Bailey are now a team. Obviously, Naomi and Asuka are over on SmackDown. You've got the Iconics. Uh, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss have kind of come together recently. And I'm, not, I'm not against that at all. As long as they book the titles right, I think it's fine. Um, that's my only worry is, are they going to book you know the titles right? Because you know Crown Jewel... And was Shinsuke Nakamura the greatest Royal Rumble? I don't know if that ties into anything, but why is there a new US title match? Why is there a US title match the greatest Royal Rumble? I don't know. That could be a political thing for all I know. But that's the major reason. I don't want to get into a big rant about titles because we all, we all know the issue. But yeah, like I see titles on Seth, but that's kind of been uh, you know, pushed aside because he's having his fallout with, with Dean. They're both the tag team champions. We can't do anything that because they hate each other. The US title, as we just mentioned, doesn't exist. It's crazy. Why hasn't Nakamura had a few? Nakamura's last feud was what? Jeff Hardy? And that wasn't even a real... What has been Nakamura's main feud since he won the thing? And why is Nakamura never on television? Um, I know he was on SmackDown this week and he had a match with R-Truth. And it was fine. But that was it. He won. And that was that. We move on to, to something else. So I really don't understand. I really don't understand that. I thought that was very strange. Um, I'm trying to think. Raw and SmackDown were quite lackluster this week. I will say that. Like, it's... Given that they were go-home shows for, for, for a quote-unquote big event, maybe WWE knows they need to tread carefully as well because nothing really happened. It was all very by the numbers to the point... I, I mean, the DX Undertaker-Kane segment at the end of Raw was fine. Like, it made me laugh. It was entertaining. But, you know, I know a lot of people didn't like it. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles on SmackDown was really good. And again, apparently that was always going to be the finish. Dad Bryan taps out to the calf crusher. So whether they have plans for him or not, I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I really liked that match. So, that, I mean, that was probably the highlight of both shows. No Rusev, by the way. That Rusev Aiden English Lana thing has been shot dead, hasn't it? Poor Aiden English. He lost in a two-minute match. All that Rusev Day stuff, all the, uh, you know, the Lana insinuations. It was a good angle. It was well played. And now Rusev and, and Aiden English don't even get on the show. Why did we break them up? Especially when we need tag teams. We see the bar and the New Day go at it every single week. We need tag teams. We broke them up. I'm sounding well too negative. I'm not this negative. I just, I just love Rusev too much. Rusev taps into my heartstrings, and I go, uh, I go, I go a bit crazy. We should do Aiden English versus Nakamura. We can't their heels. Do Rusev versus Nakamura for the US title. He needs something to do. So is, does that mean just Rusev's not on the crown jewel? So, so what? So no Rusev, no Nakamura, no Bala. He's not doing anything at the moment, is he? Bobby Lashley's in the World Cup. Don't know what he was going to do before. No Elias. Is he going to do something at crown jewel? I did like the I did like the Elias uh, Baron Corbin stuff on Raw. I think Elias's face turn, despite being very quick and nonsensical in terms of how he's just tweaked his character, I liked it. I thought it was. Um, I just think it works. I think it was time. He's, he's kind of a character that can get away with stuff like that just because of who he is and how he acts. I yeah, I, I give it two thumbs up. 
I give it two thumbs up. I, I, I think Elias will do, will do quite well with this. And there's more reason there than the Big Show. I thought we'd at least get a Big Show uh, reveal this week about why he joined. Nope, nothing. We didn't get it from Dean Ambrose either, but at least Dean Ambrose had a, sked, he had a segment, he had a skit, and he looks pissed off and crazy. And I know they're tying it all into the Roman Reigns stuff, but just go watch my ups and downs for Raw where I talk about that. That's the best thing to do. James in the in the comments just says, Almas has vanished. He's right. Where's Andrade Cien Almas? Why do these people come and go from TV? I know the roster is stacked. Oh, I don't know. Again, we could make we could have Almas and Nakamura. Not Nakamura, he's US champ. Well, we're not doing anything. Point, we could make all these people teams. Aiden English and uh Almas can be tagged. They can be a tag team. Just give me some tag teams. Um the one thing I will say about Dean Ambrose is he's very, very good at his character. He's very, very good at his role. I believe every little thing that he does. So in that sense, yeah, I mean, it's two thumbs up from me. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see what the plan is through to Survivor Series. I imagine they won't fight a Survivor Series. My guess would be there's going to be some kind of Survivor Series match and they'll be on individual teams, I would guess. And then what, have a match that will rumble? Or maybe Ambrose wins the Oh, I don't know. There's many things we could do. There's many things we could do. But that's pretty much it for WWE. If I forgot anything, drop me a line in the comment now quickly and I'll make sure that I touch on it. Obviously, the Jericho Cruise was this week. That sounded like a lot of fun. I know that they're going to do Jay Lethal versus Johnny Impact, which is the Impact Champion versus the Ring of Honor Champion. Probably a hint at some things they're going to do in the new year. Sounds like January is going to be a huge turning point for pro wrestling. Obviously, we're going to find out what happens with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all of that. But also... And there's still rumors about this Chris Jericho, Jim Ross promotion. I mean, Jim Ross stoked those flames on the Jericho cruise where he outwardly said, you know, this is, you know, someone's going to come along and do it. I think that's probably trolling the fans or at least speaking to the audience that he knew he was speaking to. But who knows? I think, I think 2019 is going to be a crazy time for, for pro wrestling. And the fact we just had what? Jericho, New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact, bunch of indie scenes on a boat. Did anybody go on the Jericho cruise? If you are in the comments right now, and I doubt anybody did, but if you are right now and you went on the Jericho cruise, let me know. I'll be intrigued. Uh, I'll be intrigued to see what it was like. I can think of nothing worse. I don't mean that a bad one. I think it's a great idea, but I would get all pent up, and I need I need to be able to run free like a horse. So <laughs> I need to be like a dragon. So there's no way I could uh, I, I could be on a cruise. But it sounded like a great time, and it sounded like Jericho did really well off it. And fair play to Jericho, the man that keeps reinventing himself. You know, he's he's absolutely he's on fire. Like he just is. He, from a career standpoint, he is he is doing everything that he needs to do. There was like, oh yeah, Bobby Roode. That's it. The Bobby Roode and Chad Gable had that nothing match. And Jinder Mahal had these people just come and go. It's so random and weird, and I don't understand. Right, I'm just gonna go check, uh, make sure nothing. Because sometimes I do this podcast. I've always said, and, and things things drop. We talked about Hulk Hogan again. That seems to be dividing people, which I like. Always happy to have uh, have a conversation. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Steve Austin made a little quote saying that he can't tease coming back to wrestling too much because Vince McMahon gets mad. I like that. Uh, it made me laugh. We talked about... Uh, we should talk about this. I mean, I don't, I don't know how true this stuff is. They're just tidbits that I find interesting. But apparently Vince McMahon at Evolution was only there to observe the event. And it was the NXT production crew that, that worked, which would make sense. It did have a very different feel. And you know, I know the setup was different because they didn't have the set, but that actually helped. The camera cuts and stuff... We're all different. So, yeah, you know, I, like the, I like the look and feel of Evolution. I, I thought that was awesome. So, you know, whether or not it was anything to do with Vince McMahon or not, I don't care. I liked it. I liked it. And the hilarious bit with 
with Vince McMahon is always that people moan about him and then he comes out in front of a live crowd and everybody goes, everybody goes crazy. I've just seen this too, which we'll, we'll read from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Uh, Austin Aries' contract has expired, but the company is still very high on him. The Twitter stuff was actually Aries and Johnny Impact trying to work their own angle and making it personal. Management wasn't happy with that because they don't want people working angles they haven't uh, signed off of. Um, that was it. Uh, it certainly sounds like that was all a work. And fair play to them if it was. Because it got everybody. Everybody was talking about that. I don't think it helped the rating much, which is a shame. I would have liked it too. I think Impact right now is a far better product than it has done in ages. And it's got some great wrestlers on there. Johnny Impact's great. Aries is great before he left. I know he's a controversial figure, but still. Brian Cage is is really good. Uh, I mean, there's loads of people on there. Like Sammy Callahan's awesome. Loads of people. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and name the Impact roster. But, you know, it, it is really good. And if they can get some momentum... You know, no one's going to touch WWE these days, other than maybe New Japan in certain markets, depending on how they promote and push it. But, yeah, you know, New Japan, uh, WWE are the kings. Hence why they can probably do this Saudi Arabia show and uh, and get away with it. I wouldn't say get away with it. I haven't got away with it. But I don't think it's going to affect too much going forward. I don't know. It's just, the, I'm just, I can't wait for this week to be over. I really can't. From a wrestling point of view, I'll be happy when it's all said and done. It's in the books. We can look forward and not have to worry about this nonsense anymore. Um, which sounds bad, really. I'm not saying that I don't think the, the situation should be forgotten about or ignored. I just mean, when I sit down to watch wrestling, I just want to be entertained. I don't want to know about all this other craziness that, it, that, that is going on. Uh, so as always, uh, we answer some questions in the second half of this podcast, which you can ask at the Facebook group, which is Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, if you're in the YouTube comments, make sure you start slamming some questions now, and I'll get to a few of those as and when I can. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter, Simon316. Follow me on Instagram, Simon316. YouTube.com, Force SC, Force the Middle Port Rules. You all know that nonsense. Uh, but I always like to, to throw it in there. Right, let's get into it. Ross Chaplin. Do the elite go to the WWE? The forever question. I'm desperate for this not to happen, but they've been teasing it hard, and WWE can basically throw a blank check at them. True, but Cody Rhodes did say on the podcast, on the podcast, on the Jericho Cruise, maybe it was for a podcast, and who knows how much is true and how much is not. But he said he doesn't want to go back to WWE. He absolutely wants to do all in two. He's going to try and make it work. And I also think he could have another year in the indies before he even needs to start thinking about WWE. They all could. Especially if they just cut this bullet, po- bullet club ties and they're going to start doing their own stuff. I, don't, I think eventually they will wind up there. I just think it's the nature of the beast. But I don't necessarily think it's going to be 2019. And by 2020, we'll be living in a very different pro wrestling landscape, much like we are now in comparison to a year ago. So when it does happen, maybe it's for the best for all involved. And we and fans will just enjoy it. And the indie scene will be nice and calm. So I'm not, I don't think we need to overly worry about it. But I would say not next year, maybe. <laughs> Laniana Deboos. I haven't pronounced your name right, but it's too good. Your name is too good. That's a brilliant name. There's been a lot of talk about who can replace Roman Reigns as a top guy, with Braun deservedly getting that spot next. What do you think is the missing element that makes Vince overlook outstanding talent current in the roster to be that top guy? What's missing from, say, Seth Rollins, who had a phenomenal year from being the top guy? He's just one example. I can't answer that. I really don't know. Maybe he doesn't think Seth Rollins is big enough. Maybe he doesn't think Seth Rollins talks well enough. Maybe he doesn't understand that Seth Rollins is brilliant in the ring. Maybe he just doesn't have that gut feeling when he's talking about Seth Rollins. I actually agree with Dave Meltzer on this when he talks about Braun Strowman. Uh, I think Braun Strowman can be a top guy, but he won't be the guy. Just because of... 
because his thing is his size, right? He is really good, but I guess you look for a more well-rounded figure when it comes to when it comes to. The, but I don't know. I mean, you know, would I have said John Cena was a top guy? Was anybody saying that in two thousand and one? I don't think necessarily. Stone Cold Steve Austin at first, obviously, very quickly became obvious that he would, but that changed not rapidly, but there was definitely a ninety-degree switcheroo at one point. So somebody else could do that. You know, we're living in very different times. Maybe when Daniel Bryan first started, he was never the guy, but he still had that amazing run up to WrestleMania 30. Would anybody have called that at one point? You just don't know. It seems like a bit of a shot in the dark. I think Drew McIntyre's got a good shout. Um, I think someone like Adam Cole would do amazingly at it, but it all depends on what Vince McMahon sees. And for as much as you can say Vince McMahon had misses, he's also had hits. So I think, yeah, you know. I don't know. It's a good question. Francesco Bozo. Hello, Simon. Hope you're having an incredible day. Thank you, man. You too. Since Daniel Bryan is out of crown jewel and Samoa Joe replaced him, do you think WWE is going to pull the trigger and make Joe champion? I think if they don't, they will make him lose all credibility as a character and never be near the world championship picture again. Unfortunately, Francesco, take the second part of that sentence, apply it to real life. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. But I think Samoa Joe had his title run. I don't think they see him as WWE champion, which I find crazy. I wouldn't do that. So that's that. That's that, really. I mean, what else can we do? He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a one and done. Well, two and done in this sense uh, due to the situation. I'm just shrugging for the people at home. James Iverson. Hi, Simon. Love everything you do. Hope to see you wrestling again soon. Thank you, James. I hope that too. Nothing would make me happier. How would you book the women running up until WrestleMania? Obviously, Becky and Ronda are looking good, but how do we get Charlotte cheered again and get Sasha Bailey and Oscar back looking like world beaters? Oh, and get Ember Moon into that picture too. I find it crazy that Ember Moon just lost on Raw after the reception she got at Evolution. I thought that was weird. I think she should probably should have won the, the Raw Rumble. I understand the Battle Royal. I understand why WWE doesn't do that because it's not really something they do. And the big person usually wins. I think all of the people you've mentioned, other than Charlotte, who is now kind of an anomaly, I don't know how we get her cheered again, but I think Sasha Bailey, Oscar, probably Ember Moon will all be involved in the tag team picture somehow. I'd imagine they'll reveal the women titles at the WrestleMania, maybe sooner, maybe I'm being too patient there. And I think probably Sasha Banks and Bailey will win them. Probably going against someone like Oscar and oh no, because we're probably gonna have separate ones. I don't know. I think all of those people will be involved in the in the tag team division somehow. I don't know how we get Charlotte cheered again. Does she need to be cheered? Can it be argued she's a better heel? I'd say she's a better heel. So, you know, there is that to, to think about too. Uh, Connor Bennett, do you think Cena backing out of Crown Jewel has put any plans to him win title 17 in the very near future, say Rumble or Mania on hold, especially given the importance of his next reign and Vince's stance on loyalty? No, because I think they'll still see John Cena as money and he's probably got even more stock now if he does become a huge Hollywood superstar too. People in wrestling seem to forget very quickly and I think really what we've learned, especially with Saudi Arabia, is that if it's right for business... Vince McMahon will sign off on it. So no, if that's the plan and they think that it's going to work, it will work. Uh, Thomas Sutton, what do you think of NXT UK? I think it's very good. It's full of incredibly talented wrestlers. Uh, a lot of them uh, I've done seminars with, which always makes it a bit more special. A lot of them a bit of defiant shows, again, which makes it more special still. I think it's a bunch of talented dudes, and I hope the show goes from strength to strength, and I hope WWE gives it time. But it's good. Frank McDaniels, do you think that the Roman tragedy will be good for viewers in the long run as the WWE are going to have to push other wrestlers, not making light of the issue, just trying to find a silver line in the big cloud? I think everything is up for grabs once... And Crown Jewel, again, has been this big obstacle 
getting in the way of everything. So I think once Crown Jewel is out of the way, for better or worse, a lot of us are still going to watch wrestling. I know some people may leave entirely, but some of us are still going to watch. That's when I think we'll see how the landscape has changed ever since the Roman Reigns um, thing. I know what you mean. I don't, I don't think you're being rude or disrespectful asking that. It's a question. What is WWE going to do? He has been the focal point for the last four or five years. That's half a decade. That's a long time. Like, who main events Mania now? Was he even going to? We don't know. Maybe he's back sooner or later. Keep everything crossed for that. Uh, I don't care if he gets cheered or booed. Just knowing he's back in the ring and he's past all of that, two thumbs up all around. So I don't know. I, I think it could be really interesting. Uh, Braun Strowman could get a bigger push. I mean, he's obviously just, you know, he's gone back face quite quickly. And maybe somebody else does step up. Maybe somebody takes advantage of a new playing field. I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's fascinating. It just sucks. Um, yeah, it just sucks what the reasons behind it are. Tristan Dan Whitcomb. Look at NXT and NXT UK. Who can you see being main eventers and who do you believe might struggle? I personally hope Gargano and Ciampa end up main roster main eventers, but due to their size, it's unlikely. Keep up the great content. I look forward to more game streams. Thank you, man. And you can go watch some of my streams on my YouTube channel, including last night. It was Halloween. My patrons asked for it. I played Outlast 2. Almost died from fear. If you don't know, I can't handle scary games. I'm not going to talk about who might struggle. I don't think that's fair for me to comment. Um, in terms of who could be main eventers, that is a question. I think Matt Riddle has, ticks every single box. I absolutely think he could. Keith Lee, to me, I'm a big Keith Lee fan. I think done right, Keith Lee could fly. He's awesome. Adam Cole, again, he's the, he's the best. Gagano and Champa have all the elements, but whether or not they can break through that ceiling in WWE, the main roster, is, is a different question. Otherwise, I don't know. I mean, Pete Dunne, obviously. Um, Zach Gibson. They've got all the traits, but it all depends how, 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 people, how, people, see, how people see them. So, yeah. yeah it would be an interesting one. Or maybe we can just get those shows. I mean, I have this feeling now that maybe NXT should become a proper third brand. So you don't move up from NXT. People just move around. Everyone loves NXT, although you couldn't do bigger shows, I don't think. I think that would probably uh, destroy, yeah, just, just destroy NXT entirely. So maybe not. Maybe not. I'll get the rosters out soon. Maybe I'll do a whole podcast when I just go through and try and figure it out. Uh, Dead right in the super chat. Always appreciated. Book Roman's return. Oh, man. Well, I mean, if I was going to do it, I would just keep it. I would keep him as real and as authentic and as genuine as possible. So I'd just have him come out. I'd have him tell everybody, whatever he would felt comfortable with, of course. I would have him come out. I would have him tell everyone that he's been through, where he's at now. And then just say he's going to get back to normal. I mean, this is me talking. I'm, not, I'm sure this wouldn't happen. But I wouldn't want W to try and capitalize on it too much. I think you should shine a light on leukemia. And I think Roman Reigns becoming a spokesperson for leukemia would be incredible. But I, I think in terms of wrestling, I think the angle should be real life. Because sometimes real life, the story is inspirational and motivational enough. You don't need to add bits to it. Obviously not on the same level. But when Bret Hart came back to the WWE, the reason it didn't work as well as it could have done, is because they had to add little bits into it. So like, you've already got a story. You told the story in 1997. You don't need to retell me bits. What are you doing? And Roman Reigns, obviously, is even more personal than that because it's, you know, a life and death situation. So I just think you let him come back and you let him get back to it after telling everyone what's what. I, I don't think you need to overplay it. Or I personally wouldn't want to see it overplayed. I think it's an incredible story in itself. I heard some, I was, again, I listened to some wrestling stuff the other day and some people said hopefully he could be back in sooner rather than later. I think that would be, I think that would be very good. <laughs> 
Uh, Bradley Edison. Hi, Simon. Love everything you do. Hope you're back in the ring soon. The recovery goes well. And the people that listen to this nice, I appreciate it. Hulk Hogan is reportedly, not anymore, my friend, is going to be the host for Crown Jewel. Does he come as NNWO Hogan or does he go all political and come out to real American? Also, I hope the injury doesn't stop you playing music. Would you love to share a stage with you one day? That would be cool. Um, I can't play guitar that much, but let's need a hill there. I don't know which... I think he just comes out as Hulk Hogan. I don't think he'll come out as NWO. No, he'll just come out as red and yellow. It's not even political anymore either. It's just him. That's just his character. He's like a parody these days anyway. No, I think he comes out in red and yellow to... Um, what's it called? Real American. Yeah, he does the whole shtick. I think he's not going to be waving a flag, but rips his top. Just, you know, just plays up to what people expect to see. And I think in 2018, more people would rather see that than NWO Hogan. Uh, Thomas Speller. Uh, Take a beating from Brock Lesnar or Conor McGregor for a million pounds. You have to choose one. Well, Conor McGregor, I guess, just because he's smaller. But that's not saying much. They're still both going to whip my ass. But yeah, I'll go for Conor McGregor because he's smaller. Also, kind of a personal question. Don't answer it if you don't want to. Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> Were you choosing not to? Was you choosing not to drink the reason you never took part in a reaction pay per view stream when the cultaholic guys were at what culture? <laughs> no, that's absolutely not. I did. Uh, I did partake in a couple. Again, the reason I don't is I work down here in London, and the what culture offices are up in Newcastle, so I get up there as much as I can. But the way life works, sometimes I couldn't do it. I'd love to be on streams with them more. I love those guys. You know, the Adams and Phil. I'm going to miss somebody now. I'm going to feel like an asshole. Chris, he does a lot of the editing. I've missed someone. They're all of them. Jules, all of them. All the Michael, you know, all the guys. All, they're all awesome. Andy, all of them. Um, but no, that's all it is. I just don't live I just don't live close to them. Simple as that. But, you know, it, uh, it is what it is. James Hibbert in the super chat. Always appreciate it. I will say that every time. Book Raw and SmackDown Live's men and women's teams. Is that for Survivor Series? I'm going to assume so. Um... Well, the women's... Oh, I don't know, you know. I, I, okay, but it's got to be Charlotte. I know they're playing that storyline, but it's got to be Charlotte, Oscar, Naomi, because they're a tag team, so it makes sense. Who the hell are they pushing on SmackDown? I guess the Iconics. Because then you tell an interesting story. They can bicker, so I'd say those five. And then the women's team has got to be Sasha, Bailey, Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, if she's back, and I guess Alicia Fox. They're the only people that make any sense. So that's my five on five. As for the Survivor Series, as for men, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, I'm looking down at the floor and I think, I think it's going to be Ambrose versus Rollins. So what would you, I mean, depends who, I don't know who's facing heel anymore. So I guess you go Ambrose, McIntyre, Dolph, and then I, then I get confused. I need to see, I need to see a roster. Lashley and somebody else. Baron Corbin, potentially. And then I would say it's Rollins, Elias, <laughs> Braun. None of this makes sense. But I'm just trying to think what they do to stay away from matches they won't want to do for a while. Who the hell other two would you put on there? I can't even think he's on Raw and SmackDown. My brain has just gone absolutely dead. Two good guys. I can't think of the two good guys that would be in that would be on Raw. But something like that. I think just I think they're going to use Survivor Series as a way to not do matches they don't want to do. So you can put Braun and Drew on opposite ends. Of that, uh, oh no, you can't because that's because it's gonna be Raw versus SmackDown, isn't it? What am I talking about? Ignore what I just said. That was absolutely gibberish. All right, let me do this again. I guess I've just realised what I've said, so I went crazy. I guess the Raw team 
is going to be Ambrose and Rollins because they're, they're, they're the tag team champions, right? So they're meant to be fighting each other. So Ambrose, Rollins, Braun, Drew, and Ziggler. That's my five. And then on SmackDown, they go against... Well, it's got to be the big boys, right? So AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, probably put Rusev in there. Samojo, no, they wouldn't do that. Ah. Uh... I guess the New Day, right? I don't know. It's too complicated. <laughs> this is why I don't like Raw versus SmackDown stuff. But I give you some kind of idea there. Some some kind of semblance of everything I just said. I'll write it all down. Before the SmackDown one, we'll get uh, the Survivors who will get into it properly. Bradley Edison, if you could have any comedy wrestling gimmick apart from Repo Man, what would your comedy gimmick be and why? Comedy, well, Colt Cabana's pretty good, but he's more than just a comedy guy, really, isn't he? Uh, Santina Morello probably I mean I would be able to pull it off but I still think he's amazing I think he's so underrated he was so much fun to watch Alex Pearson hi Simon if you want to book a US title match for Survivor Series what would the match type be and who would be the challengers I just want a one-on-one feud I mean now I, I like Nakamura versus Rusev going because Rusev's kind of turned face they can have a proper feud for a while it gives them something to do I think the fans would be into it I think they'd have good matches so yeah Let's just do that. I don't know why I haven't done it already. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Aaron Paul. Do you ever get deflated or fed up of talking about watching pro wrestling? Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan, but the last two weeks have been so saturated with news and events that I'm mentally exhausted with it all. I think it's a very fair point. I think that's why a lot of people want to try and ignore it, which, again, I completely understand. Uh, it's difficult. Difficult when real life spills over into your entertainment. But no, I never get bored of talking about it because I still feel I'm really lucky and really blessed to be doing what I do. Uh, I, I never take it for granted. It makes me happy, you know, every day that I get to do this. So no, I never get bored of it. Um, it can be difficult. Like the the last two weeks, especially, have been some of the most difficult with all the crown jewel stuff, and obviously the fallout from Roman Reigns. But I, I feel like I'm very lucky to do what I do. So yeah. Um, Babak Kidney. That's a what a, your name's better than mine. Hey Simon, love your work on the Rock Reacts channel. That's very kind. Given you got some insight into hip hop culture now, what do you think about John Cena's Albert songs from back in the day? That is an amazing question. You know what? I listened to it a couple of times when it did come out. What ten years ago? But I haven't gone back to it. I would go back to it. I don't. I think his theme music, actually, given that he's involved, is actually pretty good. Uh, it's certainly catchy. And like the, the one before is even better, though. Dun, 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 dun. You think you're untouchable. I'll go back, Babak. I'll listen to it, and I'll let you know what I think. But that is a top question. Uh, Tom Williams. Miller have been a, very, a follower for a very long time. So my question is, how did the Jack Swagger train of fun cake taste? Tom, uh, I know you've been around for a long time. I've seen your name constantly over the years. I appreciate that. Obviously, talking about the Ministry of Slam, uh, you either know what that is or, or what you don't, or you don't know what that is. But um, it tasted good. And those guys are lovely. Shout out to my man Lee Tyres, Lawrence Case, and Martin Mathers. They were, I miss them all. They, they, were, they were lovely people. Uh, Christian Brown, who has got a massive question for me. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and pull out just the question bits. Although I do like it, Christian. Always send me this stuff. It makes me laugh. Uh, I've thought long and hard about what I want to ask, and I could go in either direction. I could ask a question like, why don't we put the NXT UK Women's Championship on Rhea Ripley, but not put her in the title match at Evolution? Yeah, I didn't know about that. And I put it in the predictions. I just thought it was going ahead. So thanks, WWE. Or I could ask, when are we going to see Johnny Miller versus Johnny Sins in a loser grows hair match? Well, I'll lose that. I can't grow hair. But it occurred to me, I want to ask this. A, is your girlfriend a wrestling fan? Well, I, it, define fan. 
she's very supportive of, of me doing it. Um, I, I wouldn't call her a fan. She's certainly intrigued and interested. She's watched a few events uh, with me, but I basically introduced her to pro wrestling. So she kind of gets all her information from me, so I kind of skew all her thoughts. But I think she enjoys it, and she really understands why it's appealing. Um, she watched a bit of uh, Super Showdown with me, and she, yeah, she liked it to a certain extent. But like most people, when you say it's four hours long, they're like, excuse me? <laughs> four, four hours? Uh, but no, I mean, she's not, she's, she's not a fan, but she would always... Uh, you know, engage my interest about it, which I appreciate. She's a very nice person. Uh, if she's not, why the fucking hell shit haven't you written a book about how you got her to say yeah? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, some people just get it. Some people just get it. Uh, Nick Palmer, do you think Daniel Bryan has damaged his relationship with WWE over Saudi Arabia? Are we going to see him job till his contract is up or if he asks for his release? Or is Bryan too big a star to WWE treat like that? Well, no. He's, and we've seen before that they'll treat Daniel Bryan however they, however they see fit. But does it affect his push? I don't know. I think it all depends on the mood of Vince McMahon. I think the real issue is if he doesn't see Daniel Bryan, I think it comes down to money, classic. If he doesn't see Daniel Bryan as a top guy or to make money off him, then no, that he probably, he probably doesn't see him in that way. But I don't think that would be because of Saudi Arabia. I think Saudi Arabia would just be an extra... Yeah, it's not going to affect John Cena, for example. So if they don't want it to affect Daniel Bryan, I don't think it, it, it will affect Daniel Bryan. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm being too nice. Uh, Michael Rigney. Hi, Simon. I hope all is well. Sorry, but I'm going on a rant here. You ran away, Michael. I'm a casual wrestling fan and get most of my info on WWE from social media and YouTube. So I was watching Evolution on Sunday, and before the Becky versus Charlotte match, they play a hype package where they played booze over Becky talking to Edge, even though we know she was cheered. Why can the WWE not just let people be over or let someone like Becky be a badass wrestler who doesn't care what anyone thinks but the fans love? Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. I don't know. I was surprised they did that. I guess they want to tell their narrative. It's their company. They have their own scripts. I guess that's it. They have as simple as that. They have their own narrative. They wanted her to be booed. They didn't. So in a it, retro retroactively, they thought, well, we can just change it, which is a bit silly when the fans are so into her, and especially in a social media age. But maybe it's just the vocal minority that talks about this, like you and I. So they're not worried about us because we're going to watch anyway. I don't know. I don't know, but it was it did surprise me. I raised an eyebrow, and I don't think it gives them any goodwill. Uh, Dead Ryan in the super chat, as always, thank you very much. Who will take the title off Ronda? Well, Dead Ryan, I may be about to pitch, and I'll just tease it here. I may be about to pitch a scenario where Becky Lynch beats Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. Not for the title, but she wins. I don't think Ronda Rousey is going to lose that title for a very long time. I think there's a small chance Ronda Rousey could never lose a title. Because let's face it, it worked in UFC. Why can't it work in the world of pro wrestling? So... I don't know, you know. There's no point giving it to Charlotte. I don't think that helps Ronda or Charlotte. Charlotte's already over. Ronda Rousey's a huge star. It probably will be Charlotte. I mean, she kind of fits into that mold that she can... I'll say Charlotte. But I don't know if that helps anybody. But maybe I'm not thinking about someone. Shayna Baszler would be good. Not happening. I don't know, man. That's a great question. The Ronda Rousey experience... It's not even an experience anymore. It's a success. But the fallout from it and where it goes next... Is a big shrug of the shoulders. Uh, the rumor is now they're going to do Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania. I will take that match. Won't happen. Uh, David Ayers, what's your favorite wrestling move? And did you have any nightmares after Outlast 2? No, but it did take me a while to go to sleep because my adrenaline was up. Stupid Outlast 2. Um, what's my favorite wrestling move? My favorite wrestling move? That is a good question. I don't know, you know. My favorite. I like. I like any kind of like modified slam, like running power slam or Biggie's big ending. Uh, 
I used to like the Rikishi driver. That's more of a pile driver than a slam. My favorite ever move. I'll say the stunner. It's boring, but it's so good. Hit out of nowhere. Always worked. I mean, that's dull, right? But look, it was so good. And he got it over so much that apart from Kevin Owens, no one's ever used it again as their finish. Brian Thurman. I used to love the idea of Braun Strowman with the Universal title, but now that he's in a prime position to win it, I kind of don't want it. Is the timing wrong? Has his character changed? Or is it just me? I'd imagine it's everything around it, right? I don't think he was meant to win it on Friday. So now that he is about to... It's kind of, I think, I think with every, again, everything with Roman Reigns and everything with uh, Crown Jewel, I think it's just worn us all out. And that's why I think it's best we just get things done and we move into Raw on Monday and we can, uh, uh, yeah, we can just uh, see, see what's what. But I know what you mean. Well, maybe Braun just doesn't need it. Does Braun need the Universal Championship? Not really. He's over anyway. I don't know. I think we have to see what he's like as Universal Champ. But I do know what you mean. Josh Tucker, one, how do you think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn returns should be booked? Oh, man, I want those two back. Will they hold off on Kevin's return until Sami is ready and have them turn the faces? Or Sami comes back in and Mars to attack and already returned Owens? Well, I don't need to see that feud again. I mean, they're not back for a while, right? It's, we're talking about middle of next year. Maybe they go on different brands. I don't know. It depends on what they want to do with them. It certainly doesn't seem like they're going to be top, top guys, which is mad because they should be. They have the talent to and they're over with the fans. I guess Bobby, I mean, Kevin Owens has to go after Bobby Lashley, you'd assume. Does that make Kevin Owens a face? I can't remember how Sami Zayn went out. So I guess he could come back in any kind of scenario. I don't know. I, I think I need to see when they're coming back and what's going on at WWE at the time. But I do miss them now you've said it. Oh, I miss them. Uh, who will win the most underrated wrestler of the year? Rusev again? I don't know if he'd get it this year. Underrated wrestler of the year. In WWE, probably Chad Gable, I'd imagine. I think Chad Gable's got all the tools to, to do something huge with, and I find it crazy that he doesn't, no one does anything with him. Well, they do something with him, but not a lot. So I say Chad Gable, but I don't think he'd win it, but that would be my pick. He could pick Nakamura, to be honest. Uh, underused. And Jordan Watson, hey man, hope you're well. What are, the thought, what are your thoughts on NXT talent winning titles over in Evolve? Do you think they will appear in NXT with the belts? So well, they may as well, right? If you don't know, they've got this working relationship. I think Cassius Ono is going, or Chris Hero, whatever you want to call him, is going over to uh, Evolve soon. So yeah, why the hell not? Why why wouldn't it's look NXT is not raw, it's not SmackDown. You can absolutely have this thing where it amalgamates other people, especially because all rumors are next year when we change the WWE network tiering system. You're gonna get progress, you're gonna get evolve, you're gonna get uh is it ICW there in bed with whatever. So these companies aren't gonna be hidden away. So if you can say, hey man, come on the WWE Network, watch this Evolve show, you know, so and so is gonna be defending their NXT championship, why not? NXT can just be in WWE's eyes like the indie title that we look, we all looked, we look up to. But I would, if you're going, you're in for a, was in for a penny, in for a pound. And it does make me more interested in Evolve shows, and it's a great way to get people experience outside of the the normal WWE bubble. That ticks, uh, that ticks a lot, of, that ticks a lot of boxes, I think. So yeah, I, I hope they do something like that. And I think it's quite an exciting time when people are willing to to make these kind of leaps when it comes to pro wrestling it's far more open it's far more diverse it was than i was a kid you know you were in wwe or you weren't that was that was that uh right we'll answer a couple of questions from the youtube comments before uh, we round it up uh craig danube did you ever work in wwe no unfortunately not maybe one day very unlikely i think they hate me even though i love them but no uh no uh, nothing ever like that uh what are your thoughts on matt riddle wanting brock lesnar at mania from luke kessler i think that would be awesome uh but i don't think brock lesnar would do anything that matt riddle wanted to do and i don't think brock lesnar would take matt riddle seriously uh, which is brock lesnar's mistake but just knowing 
uh, what he's like. And Hassan, in your opinion, do you believe that Finn Balor will be a major main event star within the next few years? Hassan, I'd love to look down this camera lens and tell you that yes. But unfortunately, I think the answer is no. He has vanished. <laughs> he has vanished from any kind of main event scene. He hasn't really done anything on Raw recently apart from lose to Bobby Lashley or win against Bobby Lashley in ridiculous circumstances. I don't think they see Finn Balor in that role. And we should really turn Finn Balor heel. If you've seen his New Japan stuff, Finn Balor is a pretty good heel, and I think it would give him a new, a new lease of life. So, fingers crossed, Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor goes heel. Uh, last one, because it made me laugh. Missy Tributes, how do you take your coffee? Don't drink coffee, I'm that guy, also known as a giant asshole. Uh, right, that's that. We always round up about an hour in, and we're coming up to the hour mark now. Uh, as always, just want to thank everyone for joining me live. Always awesome. I know it's Thursday today. We do this every Wednesday. I just had a crazy week, so it got delayed. So please, head over to youtube.com forward slash C, forward slash the middle report rules. Subscribe to the channel. Come join. Come join the live chat. It makes it so much more fun. We have the conversation going. We pick random comments out here. So absolutely do do that. Again, if you could go throw a dollar at me, that sounds weird, at patreon.com forward slash Simular316, I'd really appreciate it. Come follow me on Twitter, at Simular316. Come follow me on Instagram, at Simular316. Any update I've got to you about my pro wrestling injury, I will let you know. Desperately want to get back in a wrestling ring. Miss it. Uh, miss it a lot, to be honest. Um, I think that's it. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. Give us a good rating. Come join the Facebook group. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Has someone just snuck a, a sneaky question in there? No, they haven't, I don't think. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. So yeah, we're done. We're drawing a line under it. Don't forget as well that we do a, a second pro wrestling podcast that I'm going to record later today that will go up over the weekend. You can be on it. I always get a Patreon on because I love talking about wrestling. I like to say random people. That sounds a bit disparaging. I don't mean it like that. Um, that's about it. I'm waffling. I'm, I, I'm rambling. I don't have an end screen for my streams yet. So it will pop up with the stream is starting soon. I'm going to change that. It's a work in progress for my streams. Again, you can go to my YouTube channel. See me playing Red Dead, Spider-Man, Outlast 2, loads of other stuff uh, on there. So please do go support me uh, there as well if you, if you can. And as always, just thank you. I appreciate it. I love the fact I get to do this. I love the fact I get to do this once a week and I have an audience for it. It's awesome. I'm a very lucky boy. And on that note, I will go over to my OBS. I'll push every... It's so weird for the people listening, <laughs> listening at home. But hopefully you don't mind. Hopefully you get it. Thanks so much. And I'll speak to you again very soon. <laughs>